Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's special edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bozars. Rejoining me tonight is my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. <clears throat> I'm just going to have to apologize. My voice is gone, everybody. Uh, I've been talking a lot. I'm a little bit under the weather, and um, it's not this – is, this is going to be rough. But Look, we're gonna see, get, Senior Bowl week's taking its toll on you, Brian. It's, it's, it is, it is it's bringing you down. It's beat me down, so. Shane. It's beat me down. But uh, we're going to get through it tonight. Uh, today was the final day of Senior Bowl practice in Mobile. And uh, I was a little worried we weren't going to get it in, Shane. Uh, this They were projecting heavy rains, you know, all week. And then today, it hasn't rained a lick. So, hey, that's the way it goes, man. But uh, we're going to start out, Shane. I know you've been hitting that uh, tape here on uh, the Senior Bowl tape and watching the first couple of days of practice. I've talked about what I've seen. So I wanted you to go ahead and go through kind of your big observations from the first two days of uh, practice that maybe nobody, you know, that you've, that you've seen with your eyes. Well, I, th- I think it's been interesting. I think a lot of what you've said uh, rang true. So people haven't checked out the site and looked at your uh, kind of notebook uh, practice reports. I think they should do that. Um, definitely be more insight, be in there and seeing it. You kind of feel it live, you know, more. But um, you know, on film, you and I were talking before the show, the quarterbacks, I think, have, have struggled. Like I was impressed with, with uh, Max Duggan day two on some of the 11 on 11s. He seemed to kind of be in that rhythm mode that we've seen a TCU a, a bit, but yeah, it's, it's not great out, out there for, for the quarterbacks. I'm not sure the rest of them, um, those first two days, like did anything and maybe say, yeah, you know, I want to take this guy day two or, um, anything like that. No one's really pushed it. Um, I, I think the running back position has been more interesting. Obviously you talked about Tajay Spears from Tulane. A lot of people are, given that buzz and rightfully so, I mean, he's been very, very good. The, you know, the explosion, the vision um, and, and you can even see it, uh, you know, I, I don't usually watch in film, go back and watch the positional um, kind of workout drills, the beginning of practice, but sometimes it's nice uh, when you're there to look at them and see the footwork. And I think Spears just like, you know, his footwork is quickness, very apparent compared to the rest of the, uh, the, the American team um, can catch the football. So I was definitely impressed. I and mean, I think it puts him in that third, early fourth round range where a lot of running backs have kind of settled. But I think it's been a pretty good running back group. We went in expecting that. They started a little bit slow. But even, you know, Eric Gray had a really nice route um, yesterday. Uh, you know, Evan Hall, I think, has done pretty well. Uh, I've been a little disappointed with Chase Brown overall. Uh, you know, picking up a little bit. But he had a fumble. And he's, you know, he was kind of getting knocked around. So, um yeah, so, so I'll look at those guys. I'll tell you, receiver-wise, I won't go down the list, but Michael Wilson from Stanford is probably my biggest surprise. <laughs> I just And honestly, it makes me question Tanner McKee even more. Uh, I know some people love him, but I'm like, if he couldn't get it done with this guy, I mean, Mike, Michael Wilson is like almost he, 6'2", 216. He can move. He had Wilson. He had Higgins, who's also here. And he had Ben Urasek all at the same time, and he sucked. <laughs> why, are, why are we – Hyping this guy up as a top 100 player. I don't know. The, uh, the pro football focus grade doesn't do it for me for Tanner McKee because Michael Wilson, he, he's been a weapon. I mean, these corners have not been able to cover him. And look, when you talk about the senior bowl guys, like we talked about it uh, the, you know, the last time I was on Tank Dell and Darius Davis, like 
they're fast. You can't touch them. You know, they're going to get open. When you have a guy at 6'2", 215 getting open, that's impressive to me. I thought Rasheed Rice got back into it day two, had some nice catches down the field, tracking the football. Xavier Hutchinson um, has really impressed me more than, more than I expected to as well. So, you know, receiver-wise, that's who's kind of stood out. I think there's been a lot of guys kind of has faded back. Um, Luke Musgrave's legit. <laughs> I mean, watched him yesterday. I was like, "Oh my god!" Have you seen the Have you seen the one today? I put it in my uh, post as a little clip somebody had shared. Um, he was against Jay Ward from LSU and just ran by him for like a forty yard touchdown. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean that's just you know I knew he was athletic, but he he only played two games this year. It was a tough eval, and. Wow. Yeah. I mean, everything that he has done athletically, uh, as big as he is a 255, like, man, I mean, this now we're, I think we're talking about a top 50 pick, um, potentially, I mean, tight end four, like sounds bad, but in this group is pretty good. Tight end three, tight end four off the board. Um, uh, Payne Durham is a guy that impressed me more than I expected to, a uh, tough blocker. And it has, has had some nice like hands catches. Uh, I saw some clips from today where he looked pretty good. Um, O-line's been interesting. I thought yesterday was a little better than day one for a lot of them, uh, but I liked, I like Cody mock playing center. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, the offensive tackle from North Dakota state that we talked about kind of bumping inside. Uh, but, but a lot of these like better interior linemen, I think are showing out that John Michael Schmitz of Minnesota has been pretty dominant all week. Uh, Jared Patterson's from Notre Dame's had some tough matchups, but I think, He's had he's lost some, he's won some, but some of the wins are pretty good. Um, so that was interesting. And um Asim Richards from North Carolina didn't expect him to impress me. Leo, it's kind of a name we were surprised, didn't hadn't watched much of, and he's been good while wow. um he's Michigan been taking guy, a lot Ryan. of reps at tackle as well. Uh, Richards has. Yeah, we, we, which which is where he played and played well late in the season, um, I was at the bowl game against Oregon. It was where I was like, whoa, you know, this guy's good. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he plays tackle. I'm not sure. He has the length to do it. It'll be interesting to see who drafts him, I think, would depend. Um, I think Darnell Wright from Tennessee's established himself as maybe a top 50 pick. I mean, he's been good. I don't know how today went, but he – I mean, once again, legit, looks like a, a franchise left tackle almost. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing a lot of right tackle, like for most of the one on ones that I saw. But I did I didn't watch him today. I only really caught one one on one rep today, and that was uh, Bergeron just burying Derek Hall from Auburn today. <laughs> it was bad, dude. It was it was so bad. Yeah, but, I mean, Bergeron picked it up day two too. So if he played well today, yeah. I mean, that's that's good for him. Um, yeah, a couple of receivers. Um, on the national team, I want I want to talk about that you haven't mentioned yet. One is Jaden Reed from Michigan State. He was the fastest, uh, has been the fastest player uh, per the GPS so far uh, at the practice. I think he was almost 22 mile an hour wow. uh, the other day. Um, and a guy I knew absolutely, I will definitely have to go back and watch tape of coming in is, is Charlotte wide receiver Grant Dubose. Bigger guy has shown the athleticism to get open. I don't think he's going to have the top end speed, but he is definitely a guy I think can can create separation for his size. Can be a big slot almost, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, he he's shown some wiggle in some of those one-on-one routes that I, I wouldn't expect a guy over 6'2 to really have. Like you said, I mean, the deep speed's not there. He's not going to be a nine-route player, but was super productive at Charlotte despite a pretty poor um, passing game in general this year. So, yeah, I mean, late ad, I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if he'll be very good, but I, I agree, he's he's been pretty impressive too. For sure. Um, who are some of the uh... – I mean, I want to, one defensive lineman I want to talk about that's really popping. And you, you mentioned Jarrett Patterson, as I saw a clip today where he just absolutely mugged him. Uh, we're we're going to call him double A on the broadcast because nobody's going to want to make an attempt at this uh, from Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of a Adibuare. Is that right? Am I close? I don't know. Maybe um, I need to look this up before Saturday. Yeah, I guess you probably shoot for the broadcaster or, or just make the play-by-play guy say it first. Um, but, you know, he he's kind of this weird tweener, right? I mean, that was the problem with him being under 6'2", came in 284 at the weigh-in, but pretty long arms over 82-inch wingspan, 34-inch arms. So, like, he looks like this kind of freakish pass rusher at 284. And, yeah, I mean, you – I think every day. He's made some mm-hmm. a play like that where he's just put, knocking guys backwards that are 300, 310, 320 yeah, pounds. Unreal power he's showing in the in these reps, man. Because he, he doesn't have that size. And he, he knows how to use that length. You know, had a really good rip move, like really productive in Northwestern. But, I, you know, I, I'm interested to see where you play him. You play him a three tech, maybe a three, four, five tech. I think that's going to be what teams have to look at when they draft him. But, I, I, I mean – I think he's played himself maybe into the top 100 here. Yeah, he's he's really he's really stood out. Um, you mentioned Ryan Hayes is definitely he's been on the struggle bus uh, this this whole week. Um, a guy who hasn't been struggling at corner was Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. We were we were kind of questioning him, and then we saw you know started getting some first round mock inclusion, and we're like, okay, here we go, and. He is he has earned that uh, these first couple of days, but he he missed today's practice. They said it was a precautionary measure. They didn't say why, but um, he's he, they expect him to play Saturday. They just kept him out of practice today. Um, they did add Jason Taylor, the safety from Oklahoma State, uh, to the roster today, filling his spot. So, but Tyreek Stevenson's been really good these last couple of days. And I think it shows you how, especially with defensive backs, system can affect evaluation. I mean, Miami, uh, especially this year, played him really on an island. And, he, you know, he's good, but not good enough to to lock down the top receiver on the opposite team with no safety help, right? So I, I think there's there was film where it's like, oh, man, I mean, he's getting beat. But if he had some type of help. I, I think he's always in the vicinity. He's physical. He's blowing up timing routes. I think we're seeing that happen where he's really good at mirroring the, what the receiver's doing and using his hands. Um, and, and, you know, he has a good kind of length and size to be able to do that. So yeah, definitely a player, you know, him and, and, and your guy, Darius Rush from South Carolina, another guy that I didn't expect, you know, to come in and look so good. But like you said, when you have a Cam Smith on the other side and people are picking on you, you get the experience to make plays on the ball. And um, I think this could be a situation like that. Um, I think Emory Hunt tweeted out earlier. He said, you can tell someone like Darius Rush put the time in before he got here and was watching these receivers on tape 
and, and studying because he's almost been running the routes in some of these drills. He's got he's had back to back days with multiple interceptions. How does when does that happen in a senior bowl practice? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean it's unreal, never. you know, how how productive his ball skills have been this week. Um I I said I was on board. I think everybody else, uh, not, maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people are getting on board with Darius Rush after this week as a potential top 100 player. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he'll at the very least be close and probably go to a situation where, well, like, like last year, we like saw Jerry a lot of round Willen. four. Yeah, yeah, a lot of round four receivers or corners do yeah. do do work in the NFL. Um, and your boy Caillou Blue Kelly is another corner that I, I mm-hmm. thought has pushed himself. I think probably squarely in a round two at this point. And with, I think room to grow for more, if he has a good combine, cause he's another one, not a small guy, but he's sticking with a lot of these receivers really, really well. Um, uh, have any of the linebackers stood out to you? I feel like linebackers always tough, right? Cause it's like the back on backers drills to me are not, great to evaluate a line but yeah, like you're, you know it's nice but um i think it's tough we talked we've we talked day on henley before um I, I think dorian williams has impressed me from tulane just the the toughness the 11 11s he's he's reading plays well he's in the spot to make the tackle and knowing what he did at tulane he's gonna make the tackle if he's there so mm-hmm. i've been like okay like th- there's a lot of situations where i'm like dorian williams would have made that play would have made that that play um, and then, and then, you know, some of the lower end guys I didn't expect to impress me to ha- have a little bit, uh, Aubrey Miller from Jackson States, tough, uh, you know, big hitter. He's, he's, he's getting in there. And even, uh, Servassier Dennis from Pitt, um, had a couple nice plays, had an interception. He's, he's played better than I expected too. I will say that the linebacker that's excelled the most in the pass rush where the running backs are pass pro drills has been Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati. He uh, consistently is one in that drill every day this week. Um, I don't know if that translates to the NFL for him or not. Uh, he is undersized for sure. Um, but you mentioned Dayon Henley. He continues to be one of the best coverage linebackers I've seen here in, a, in quite a while. Yeah, um, so That's been impressive. Um, and I assume he's going to play – some linebacker on Saturday and maybe in the NFL, but Marte Mapu from Sacramento state. Mm-hmm. Um, tremendous hustle from that guy. He's, he shows no fear and uh, makes, makes plays. Yeah. I mean, I mean yesterday Mapu was like su- super impressive all over the place, um, w- which I feel like is a good way to, to show yourself these senior bowl practice, like let it all out. You know, I feel like sometimes these players hold back or scared of making a mistake. Mapu made some mistakes, but, you know, that, that's not what you remember when he's given this full effort and no. making plays and getting in there like, oh, yeah, that's what I like to see. You want to hear some special team stuff, Shane? Yeah, yeah, I I, I do. Watched Jake Pudlesny today. Oh. 57 you- yards, clean, room to spare. They, look, maybe I'm too low on Jake Pudlesny, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Chad Ryland, though, uh, shanked a 36-yard field goal for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, that's, that's no good. It's no good. I, I, I did like 
Bryce Berenger, I think, was the the one from like the the like two clips that they have. I was like, oh, that's gonna do good punts. Yeah, he had one punt. Uh, I think on the first day it was like seventy three yards, but he followed it up by shanking like two thirty yard punts out of bounds. <laughs> oh, so no. it's like, so it's like, what know. do you take? Yeah, what do you take from that? Um, it's interesting, but um, I don't know. D line wise, Keanu Benton. The first two days, at least, were like, I mean, he's 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 a monster. I think, yeah, I think round one's a real a possibility because that leverage and pass rush and drive is phenomenal. There's some some of the interior defensive line guys that I liked a lot coming in that I kind of need to reevaluate now. Tyler Lacey, Oklahoma State, has not it's fared well this week good. at all. Yeah, and. Um, DJ Dale from Alabama. I wasn't overly high on him. I'm even less on him now. Like I'm, I'm talking seventh round PFA, like DJ Dale right now. It's, it's, he has not been in it much at all. Byron Young has fared better the other Alabama. And speaking yeah. of speaking of Byron Young's, uh, <laughs> Tennessee's Byron Young. Uh, he, he's been rushing well off the edge. So something that I, I don't know where he plays. I don't know if he's a stand-up linebacker or if he's a an edge or situation. I think he's kind of a that tweener, but he's um, he, he's he's had some good reps. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I think we have him listed as a linebacker, but played more edge this year, and, and he's you know, but he's like so good. I think <clears> we <throat> just find places like we're seeing with Hassan Reddick, right? For for well, uh, the Eagles, like just I think what well, I think we're gonna have to like there's a lot of players that we have at positions we're going to have to change between now and, and the draft, like certain, like, like, like Cody mock we've had listed as a tackle. He's obviously going to be an interior offensive lineman um, after measuring in. So it's, it's those things. Those are some housekeeping things. We're definitely going to have to clean up in the next couple of months. Yeah. We've talked about combining center and guard because it's, it's getting even more blurry in, I've kind of I, I already did it. So you did it. Okay, like, that's good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean that, that's kind of my thoughts on, you know, generally uh, on some of the guys that have saw. I'm sure I'm missing some. You know, Riley Moss from Iowa really liked. He's he's been good. Um, Chris Smith from Georgia, small, but I mean he he is feisty. Like he covers really well. So uh, like I said, once again, I think the Senior Bulls helped. It, you know, seventy-five percent of these players, uh, it had you know, it hasn't hurt them, right? 90 percent haven't been hurt by this, and I think that's why you go. It's really hard to hard to hurt yourself, but you can really help yourself. Wasn't the stat that forty-five percent of the players drafted in the NFL draft last year played at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, which is so, super impressive. Yeah, so yeah, just go and play. Right. Um, like you said, it might. You can. I don't think you can. You can't super hurt yourself, but you can't help yourself. Um, Tyson Badgett or Bajent, the quarterback from Shepard, continues to be the have the best arm of the six quarterbacks here. Um, I, I I don't know if that's worth a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, um, he's the tallest, tallest of the the QBs, so I guess it makes sense. Um, uh, Jamie Robinson, Florida State, uh, DB, 
uh, nickel safety could be great closing speed. Uh, something I, I, I noticed. Like uh, he 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 he's I've seen him initially get beat by some of these receivers, and but he breaks so quickly on the tackle or the ball itself. So I, I thought that was noteworthy. Where where do you think he gets drafted? He's one of those guys I have a hard time placing. Like, could he be a day two player? Is he going to be more fourth, fifth, you know, round? Like, he, he's one I struggle with. He came in under 5'11". This is um, going to be one of those ones where the combine's probably going to tell us, right? And it's like what he runs is probably going to be the big deal and, and, and what teams are going to prioritize needing a nickel. Yeah. I think that I think that's more along the lines um, of, of where we're going to be. With, with Jamie Robinson, I, I think he can be an instant impact. Like, um, I think he's a better prospect than uh, Kobe Bryant was coming out of Cincinnati last year, and he started at nickel for Seattle the entire season. Right. So, that, I mean, that's high praise then, for sure. And and there's a couple of nickel corners in this draft, but I think a lot of them are outside guys. So, yeah. I think it actually can help you compared to last year. I mean, you have some guys like one of the ones playing the Shrine tonight, uh, Trevius uh, Hodges Tomlinson. That's you know he's an outside corner, but he's only five seven. So you ain't an outside corner in the NFL at five seven. So he's going to have to adjust inside, and can he do that? It'll, it'll go along the way for him. But that's not what we're here talking about. Sorry, I got got distracted, but. Um, Another wide receiver I wanted to touch on um, was Trey Tucker from Cincinnati. thought he's another one of those little fast slot guys that's uh, had some success this week along with Tank Dale. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been impressive. I think when you have those smaller guys that can play special teams as well, it's it's helpful to, to see them run some of those individual routes and show that they're well-rounded. Because I think there's so many teams, you know, Ray Ray McLeod and for the 49ers, like you get these one-off plays. I think Trey Tucker could be that kind of guy who, you know, fifth receiver on the depth chart, special return guy. And then we have a couple packages for him to get the ball in the scenes. Yeah. Uh, we'll touch on a couple, a couple more players here. Uh, one guy I want to get your thoughts on from a, the couple of days of tape you watch Andre Carter. Uh, the edge out of army. Um, he, he's got to hit what was the term hit the weight room and he's, <laughs> it showed up big. And then I saw today um, they had him running with the linebackers and doing the footwork drills, you know, like they do at the combine where they, you know, they drop them in coverage and come back and all that. I don't know what the name of the drill is, but anyway, it, he does not look comfortable doing that at all. Cause he's never done it. So I get it. But um, he it has showed up this week that he doesn't have that bull rush strength. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it it makes me like scared for his draft stock. You know, is he a day two player? He's been super productive there, but like you said, he looks uncomfortable r- rushing and not only the drills, but like rushing in some of the eleven on elevens. He just looks uncomfortable in the position. I don't know if it's, if it's training, if it's, you know, he had the whole kind of um, off season stuff. It, it, can he play? Can he not play? Maybe, maybe that held things up, but he, I think he really needs to get someone in there to help him along here. Cause I, I think he can have a good combine. Um, but yeah, I mean, strength wise, he, he's getting blown up 
on these one-on-ones by almost everyone. Yeah. Um, let's talk a couple corners and then we'll, we'll, we'll cut it off. Um, I know a guy you were high on coming into this week and it's a local guy here to mobile, uh, Jacorian Bennett from Maryland. I think he's kind of struggled these first, uh, first few days, Shane. Yeah, it, it hasn't been good. I, I did like him. Um, you know, he, him and Deontay Banks there in Maryland, both really good, you know, and, and kind of locking things up, but I, I actually like Jacorian Bennett more watching the film in Maryland, he he got thrown to a little bit more, but made some more plays than Deontay Banks did. But uh, yeah, he he comes in, he's, he's a little stiff hipped. I mean, he's, he's long. I, I think he's better when he's able to kind of attack at the line and that's not happening here. But I mean, th- th- there are some reps where he is not close. <laughs> like he's, he's not close to the receiver. He's, he's, he's getting faked out. Um, it seems like from the mental side, there's a lot of things that he has some trouble with that, um, I didn't think popped up on film and I'm going to have to go back and watch. Um, I just thought of another player I want to talk about, but I want to get to this other corner, Daryl Luter, South Alabama. I think he's had some really good reps here mixed in with some so-so reps. It's been a little up and down, but I've been impressed with the good ones enough. And that's usually like, if you're consistently not having good reps, then, then I'm like, Oh, you know, it's a problem. But, um, and I, I don't think Luter's like guessing and winning in that way. Um, but I think there's a certain routes that he's more comfortable covering that seem to be a little bit better, um, for him. So I, I'm still, I'm still on him. I'm interested to see. He's another one. Like how's the combine going to go? I think it's really going to determine where he ends up getting drafted. I think like Bennett, I think he probably feels better in press than he does in off. Um, let's talk about a couple interior linemen, then we'll go. Um, I talked about him last night, McClendon Curtis, Chattanooga. Been really impressed with his versatility and his power. He's played tackle. He's played all both tackles, both guard positions in practice this week. Yeah, he, he's been all over the place. I think he has the the second longest arms uh, of any offensive lineman. Obviously, he's no Dewan Jones, but <laughs> no one is. So I think he's using that to his advantage. Um, and, you know, when you watch him Chattanooga, I mean, he's, he's dominating. So this was interesting to see. Can he step up in this competition? And I, I would say he's dominating, but, like, he's doing really well. I mean, he held up almost from day one. And that, that base, he's just so hard to move. Um, to, to me, that's really impressive for a player coming from, you know, non-FBS school. And last player we'll talk about, um, one who has been dominant almost all his reps in the interior, Steve Avila, TCU. I, uh, eye-opening a little bit for me. I know a lot of others had were really high on him coming into the week. I was not one of those, but uh, eye-opening reps I've seen from him this week. I mean, I, I think him and, and Schmitz are probably in a, a pretty high tier in that center group um, and, and in the interior offensive line group. I mean, I think they're both legitimately up there. I mean, you underrated position group this week here, I think. Right. I mean, I, I, do you think it's the best position group, kind of that interior line? Not something I would have said a couple of years in. ago. You know, yeah. or maybe even coming in because I remember a couple of years ago the offensive line play in general was just so bad. So that'll be could be fun to watch on Saturday. But yeah, these guys have been really good: Avila, Smits, uh, Mock, Curtis, yeah, um, Patterson, Ekior. That they, like they've been yeah. solid. 
Eckinger's been good. He's and been good. And playing center as well. So the more you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think Steve – I mean, if we go to combine rankings, I don't know, but I think Steve Ville is my top center in the draft, uh, you know, after this week. And it's not like I'm bringing him up. And we haven't even talked about people. Osiris Torrance. Right, right. Yeah, we haven't talked about it. We didn't mention Osiris Torrance is probably the best best one of best, the group. Best of the interior offensive linemen here. <laughs> so maybe we're actually get some nice inside running for once uh, in the game. I'm looking forward to it because we've got running backs that can take advantage of it in this game. Yes, yes, yeah. So it's it's going to match up well. I think tomorrow we have the Grapeco party on here and make some predictions. So I'm going to have to pony up on that the run game a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So tomorrow night we'll have uh, Pigskin Paul back on with us, and uh, Draft Countdown founder Scott Wright's going to come on, and we're going to have our annual Grapeco party where I will I will be drinking Grape Powerade Zero. As uh, you know, I'm off the sugar, so I can't hey, drink good the, for you. Can't drink the grape but uh, we'll make predictions on the game and predictions for the rookies going forward in the NFL. We have a lot of fun with that every year. Uh, we'll we'll share it all out on Twitter on the Draft Countdown account. Uh, we'll use hashtag Grapeco Draft Twenty Three, uh, so you can follow along uh, with those predictions there. Uh, if you're in the Mobile area listening to this, on Saturday at 1 o'clock, I'll go on the air with Randy Kennedy and J.D. Byers, and we'll uh, be broadcasting the Senior Bowl live on uh, 96.1, the Rocket, um, in, in Mobile and surrounding areas. Uh, it is unfortunately not available to stream due to licensing issues. Uh, I wish it was so everybody could hear my scratchy voice talk about <laughs> draft prospects on Saturday. Um, anything else, Shane? No, not, not much. We'll be back Saturday too, after the game. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about the game and have, we each have our own reports up on the site, um, this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. And then I'll be dropping a seven round mock on, on Monday. So see some of this senior bowl pieces reflected for sure. Yep. Uh, I got a feeling we're going to see some adjustments. And hey, the Saints have a first round pick now. I talked hey, about you, that. You last were right. Night. You called it. You I, called I it. did. I did. Um, yeah, that's wild to me. <laughs> um, Tom Brady retires. Sean Payton gets traded to the Broncos, and the Arena Football League is back. Heck All yeah. in one day. Just bam, right there. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so and hit the notification bell uh, so you'll not be notified when we go live tomorrow night, Saturday night, and every week going forward. Uh, if you listen to us on the audio version of the podcast, leave us a five-star review and share it out amongst everybody so they can hear this beautiful angelic voice that you're hearing right now. Follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. You go to DraftCountdown.com for daily draft content from here until May. And um, go look at all the Senior Bowl stuff that we've had go up this week. Uh, Brad's going to have some uh, Senior Bowl fantasy stuff going up tomorrow. And Miranda's going to have um, – QB predictions where QB, the oh, wait, yeah, where all these that's that's gonna be fun. Not Tom Brady anymore, so not Tom Brady. Yeah, she <laughs> had to, 
She had to edit that one out. And post. Change that one. But uh, that's going to do it, everybody. Uh, stay safe out there. Good night.